Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Be Your Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, wherever you listen to this episode, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your support for the podcast by giving us a five-star rating or head into our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Gain access to exclusive content and some homebrew from the guys as well. Patreon.com forward slash beer podcast my name is gavin i've got one of my drinking buddies with me at the moment the other two are on the late shift lazy bastards uh evening cal i don't think you need to say which one i was was actually on time no. podcast. <laughs> well. i know uh we are joined this evening by don uh from crop beer co um good evening don how you doing how's it going yeah all good not too bad looking forward to hearing about uh crop beer and uh, hearing about your beers as well. We will start off as we normally do around the virtual table, uh, finding out what we're drinking on this fine evening. Cal, you're probably the same as me, and you've nearly finished your beer. Yes, I've nearly finished um, my pre-podcast beer. Um, and I had a, I had a really nice, I'll, I'll, I'll slightly segue it, and I had a, a bottle, a couple of bottles over the weekend, actually, of Stuart's 80 shilling. Oh. Um, and so I've seen... Um, Broughton's We Jock, their version of the 80 shilling and uh, and the, the supermarket today. I thought I'll pick it up and, and do a wee comparison. And I have to say, it's it, it's not quite as good as Stuart's. Nope. Um, and I'm a, a bit gutted that Big Mark's not on the podcast to, to hear that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice. I mean, 80 shilling is just such a classic um, Scottish wee heavy beer. It's four and a half percent and it's malty, smooth, and a bit of sweetness there as well, but uh, I, that's, it's, it's lovely, it's nice and cold, it's going down an absolute treat, but it's, it's not quite as good as Stuart's incarnation of the same. I must admit, you've, 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 your enthusiasm for the 80 shilling is, is rubbed off on me um, somewhat, in that anytime I, if I see a cask 80 shilling, I'm like, oh, come, have a wee half of that. Have a, have a wee half. Absolutely. Just in, in, in Callum's name. Just to keep it going, um, but no, really, I, I'm actually enjoying the shillings. They're really nice. Um, definitely loving them. Uh, Don, what you got yourself? Uh, so I'm drinking Howling Hops Buckle Down. Nice. Um, as a, a DDH pale with Citra, Morello, and Columbus. Uh, I think uh, Howling Hops are very like they fly under the radar a bit, don't they? They've been around for quite a few years and they're really good beer. Definitely. Um, yeah. A lot of um, influencers, shall we say, uh, and podcasters and whatnot, um, rave about Howlin' Hops, um, love the brewery, and I must say, it's like you said, the one that kind of fly under the radar for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure why. Um, You only have them on your browser box there a couple of months ago. He he, he was raving about their beers as well, I'm sure, was you know? Aye, aye. Um, I want a browser, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I subscribed to it, and I, that's a wicked, wicked thing. It's, for us, it's the best thing to use. It's the easiest way to just work your way around breweries that one you might not try or one you might not have access to. And we've said a million times, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you will know fine well that we are bruiser um, advocates 100%. Um, the, the, 
It's a, a magical platform. Myself, um, I have just finished um, a Dark Star Hophead, um, a hoppy golden ale at 3.8%. Um, I was at the London Craft Beer Festival at the weekend. I've known of Dark Star for a wee while. I've never dived into their stuff too much, but went um, to their stand at the London Craft Beer Festival and had some of their beers on cask. Wow. Just wow. Um, the stuff was all, like cask is at the start of my craft beer journey. I would never have taken went for craft uh cask, excuse me. But see now, cask is one of the best ways to to have a beer. Um it's just so so good, so good. Absolutely love it. It's it does what it says on the on the on the bottle, I should say, because it's a big, a big bad boy, uh 500 ml bottle, and it is hop, 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 hop forward, definitely. Very golden, very nice and crisp, nice and clear beer. Um, a wee kind of bit of biscuity maltiness as well, which is nice and lovely. Um, but I had some of their stuff at the weekend at the London Craft Beer Festival and seen it today in the supermarket. I was like, yes, give me that. Um, but no, enjoying the beers. One thing I didn't know or I learned at the weekend, they're actually owned by Asahi, which I did not know. Did not know that. So yeah, they're, they're, they got bought by Fuller's just before Asahi took over Fuller's. All right. Yeah, so they they got yeah they got bought by Fuller's originally. I think the year before, mm-hmm. Asahi bought Fuller's. Um, but they were. Oh no, I, I was I'm thinking somewhere. I thought they were the first people to bring Citra to the UK, but no, that was. Um, Oakham. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but gently the beers are. Nice and hoppy. I had an American pale um, at the weekend, which was tremendous, and another one which was one of my beers of the weekend. I cannot remember. Sun quench. There we go. Bingo. Pulled it out of thin fucking air. Um, that was superb. Absolutely superb. Um, like I mentioned, we've got Don here from Crop Beer Company. Right, join us this evening. Um, Don, the best way to start would be a little bit of history of crop and how it kind of started. Um. So I've, I before um. Before I moved to Southampton, so I got I I go back and give a brief synopsis. Yeah, so, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was originally the head brewer of Dig Brook on Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was there from 2017 until 2019. Uh, so I was there when Dig Brook won raised the bar. Yep. Um. And then I went uh, to Shrewsbury to Evolution, mm-hmm. uh, which. Uh, set up in 2019 and was basically too uh, too young and too big to survive the COVID. Yeah. Um, so dur- during uh, during the COVID time, uh, I started doing consultancy for a few different breweries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- Soma Brewery in Birmingham, uh, uh, Playbrook in Middlesbrough, uh, a brewery in Ireland, um, and New Invention in Warsaw. Yep. Um, so I started like I was still on hundred percent pay and I was like earning if earning some extra money from these other breweries doing consultancy. Yeah. Uh and then uh, I moved to Southampton to take up a position for with uh Tap Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh so I became the head brewer of Tap Brewing Company. Uh the owners have massive plans for expanding the brand and and um building building a bigger brewery, a bigger building a bigger brand yep uh so like evolution was a bigger brewery that i came from to tap it but the goal was to get or get tap it to where evolution was yeah um 
obviously that's been slowed down a little bit over COVID. And then I've been in Southampton, what, three, four months and then moving into lockdown again. Uh, so during that lockdown, I did I did a bit of more, more consultancy. And then uh, there was one that I was just like, I was just scrolling through Instagram as you do. And I saw uh, Trinity, uh, my mate just set up a brewery in uh, Litchfield called Trinity. Yeah, we know them. We've had them on. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I saw that they had a, a 200 liter fermenter. So in the like, so they got uh, their 1200 liter plant and the uh, three 1200 liter fermenters. And then I was like, is that 200 liter fermenter? I wonder if I could create a brand and use <laughs> and, and use that. So I started, I started talking to Rob and I was like, uh, could I uh, contract? Because I knew they had like a little 100 liter pilot kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, could I do a bit of like uh, gypsy brewing into that little fermenter? And he, he said I could. And I was like, oh, wicked. And then I, like my mind started to run away with itself. And then yeah. I came I came up with a name. I was like, I was just walking to Sainsbury's one day. I was like, short and snappy, crop. Beer is, from, beer, beer is made from crops. Like, uh, like, it's amazing how these things just come to you. Like, oh. Yeah, they've got a name in it. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, during lockdown, you've got loads of time to think, and you're just like, well, oh, well, I think we, I think we all had too much time to think. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, uh, I, I got made as a graphic designer, and I, I messaged him. I was like, oh, so how much would it be to come up with a, a brand concept? And he messaged me back. He's like, oh, about a grand and a half, two grand. So, no, oh, because of consultancy, I got her. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I was like, well, you had, uh, yeah, like you said, you had all that con- consultancy pocket money to go. Yep, there we go. Yeah, and I just started. I I started like the ball started rolling in my mind. I was like, this could this could uh, develop into into something. Yeah. Um. So I did a test back. Like, so I got the branding all done up. Um. Uh. That was last May, I think I finalized the branding. Yeah. I uh, got my little armadillo uh, mascot. Right. Uh, <laughs> I got the, we- got the website all, all done up. Uh, and I did a beer at Trinity, which was released in September called Loud Noises. Yep. So basically, they did a 200 year batch. Uh, it was, um, I don't know, 300 something cans. Like, it, it wasn't that that many cans. Yeah. Um, but I, I pre-sold it all before it, it launched. I was like, brilliant. This this could be this could be a thing. Uh, no, don't no. There's there's a question there. So, like you said, you managed to kind of pre kind of get it all sold before you even managed to kind of make it. Was yeah. that from obviously con? Like you said, you've you worked with Dig. You've done all that kind of consultancy before. Was that from contacts you'd, you'd already made through those other kind of yeah. consultancy jobs yeah. that you done before? Uh, it wasn't so much through the consultancy. It was more toward, through people I'd sold to at, at Dig and people I'd sold yeah. to in Evolution. Or we had sold to. Like, I'm mm. not a salesperson, but like, as in the brewery had sold to people. Yeah, yeah. I'm with and like, I just messaged people through Instagram. That's how I, I was getting the sales. Um, and then uh, I, uh, I was like, oh, that's... Uh, I want to do some uh, kegs and uh, do some more cans. So I went from 200 litres 
1,600 litres. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wee jump then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like, I think I might have a bit, have, have had a bit too much confidence in myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did a contact crew in Dark Revolution um, and uh, I did a fuck ton of cans uh, and, and a load of kegs. I uh, sold all the kegs and the cans took a, took a while to sell. Yeah. Um, but then I uh, in so I brewed that in uh, yeah, I brewed that in November. So it kind of launched the first week of December, mm-hmm. like at the point where Boris was telling people don't go to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kegging all that so, beer was a great idea. Yeah. So I I, I was thinking I'm going to make make a killing here because I'm launching just before Christmas. Uh, people didn't have a Christmas the year before because COVID. Yep. And lo, lo, and, lo and behold, people didn't have a Christmas that year because of COVID. <laughs> uh, so so uh, in in January, um, so I live in Southampton. I, I, and I, I didn't really I didn't really know Portsmouth. I just knew it ha- it had a bit of a better beer scene than Southampton. Yeah. So uh, I packed up my my backpack with a load of cans, and I hopped on the train down to Portsmouth. And I went around a, a few bars, handing out samples to see if I could get some some more sales. And uh, one of the bar, actually the last bar that I went into was the Greenwich, yep, which uh, is a brew pub, but the brewery hadn't been used for over a year. Wow! Um, and it used to be where Mackie Mackie used to brew. Uh, and I, <laughs> yeah, so I went. I went to the the manager. I was like, "Well, what's the crap with the brewery?" Is that oh the owner wants to sell it? He wants to put seats in there. Um, I said the owner doesn't is an intercraft there, so uh, <laughs> um, it like that changed hands during COVID. So the, the previous owners were intercraft there when Mackie Mackie were there. Right. Okay. And then they sold that that crowd sold the pub to this guy that wasn't isn't intercraft there. Uh, they just saw the of metal that was in the way. Uh, um, just wanted to buy a wellspin, basically. Yeah, he just wanted it gone. Yeah, nice. he just wanted the tables there. Uh, um, so I I asked him like, what do you what do you rent it? Because I didn't I didn't have the funds to to buy it, and I didn't have anywhere to put it. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, what what he rented to me? Um, and I gave him a business card. I gave him some samples. Uh, heard heard nothing. Two weeks later, I got a phone call from the owner, and he's like. I heard you wanted to rent the kit. So, oh yeah, um, he's like, "Can you meet me in an hour?" This <laughs> <laughs> this is at the uh, four o'clock on Tuesday evening. I, know. I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm at work. It takes forty five minutes to get to Portsmouth." Um, yeah, I'll meet you in there. Uh, <laughs> so I ho- I hopped in my car and I drove down, I drove down to Portsmouth. Met, met this guy and and uh, I I gave him I gave him a sample of uh, I gave him a can of beer and he said uh, I don't I don't drink that stuff I just drink lager. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> told me how much he wanted a month for it and it, it was uh, I tried to bark him down. He was like, no, it's not not negotiable. He said I he was like, I make a lot more money if I put seats in there. You either want it or you don't want it. He said, "You have twenty-four hours to tell me whether you want it or not, or else I'm taking the scrapyard." Was it is that a fucking gang? Some dodgy dealings. I know. 
You've got twenty four hours. You've got twenty four hours to make your decision, or you fucking die. Um. So, I went. I, I went home. I rang a few people. I I, I had a bit of a mull over it. I rang, I rang him back approximately twenty four hours later. Hi. <laughs> and I and I was like. I don't. I don't really know what whether I'm doing the right thing or not, but I take it. Uh, <laughs> um, and I applied for a twenty grand government startup loan, and I got it. Mm. And uh, I started. I top started rolling a bit faster. Aye, I'll bet. All this time, I, I like. So when I originally told my my boss that I work for that I was doing crop, yep. Um, I said that I was I was just uh, doing uh, a few cans every 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 few months in a two hundred liter in Litchfield. Um, and then when I came back from uh, uh, when I came back from furlough, no, it wasn't for no. When I came back after Christmas, um, <laughs> I, I I said to someone in the office, I was like. Do you think he'd mind if he found out that I, I was renting a brewery? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so going from zero to a hundred, like like so fast, basically. You yeah. just went. But these opportunities don't come Aye, up. That's, it. that's what I was just yeah. about to say. You know, when the opportunity yeah. knocks, you need to, you need to go for it, man. Yeah. 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 You, know what, you, you don't you don't want to be sit there in like ten years time and go and say what if what if what if because. No, not, you, only, you only live once. Exactly. Live once. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck. That's crazy. Um, like working on a brewery and then just fucking starting a brewery at the same time. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I I took the brewery and he, he's like, okay, you're, you're like, so this was like 28th of January, and the, and the guy, the guy in the pub was like, I don't like rent starting in the middle of the month, so uh, the rent will start on the on the first of February, like mm-hmm. like in three days. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, like I, I said to him, I, said, I need to get a brewing license. I need, to, <laughs> I need to go through like some formalities, and like, also I need to look at the kit to make sure that everything is working. Right. Uh, so, like, I got he had to order fifteen hundred pound worth of equipment because there's loads of stuff missing from the kit. But he actually he he like stuck to his word and he ordered that. Like, Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I get that. So, um, and uh, so the HMRC tell you that you 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 can only apply seven days before you went in to start brewing. Oh. So, on the twenty eighth of January, when I said that I was going to take the release, mm-hmm. I I applied uh, to the HMRC. Um, middle of February, I I had heard nothing back. I rang them and they said, oh, we didn't receive your application. It must have got lost in the post. So I sent a registered post. Yeah, we, we haven't received it. Okay. Um, uh, so they were like, oh, can you email it to us? So I emailed it to them. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, it, it, it should take seven days, but it, it, but it, can, it can take up to a month. Um, <laughs> um, so... I got the brewing license on the 31st of March. <laughs> like, so there's three months rent without brewing. <laughs> so so uh, the guy, he started the rent actually from the from the 1st of March. He, he was like, okay, I'll, I'll, 
I let you off of February because you don't have the license yet. Yeah. But I had to, I had to pay for the rent for March, even though I didn't have a license. Um, were you able to off. brew? Like, um, and not like, like, were you able to like run the kit in practice? Then let's put it that way. Um, technically, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's, yeah. that's the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 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 so I, I got I got the brewing license license which um allowed me to brew on the thirty first of March, and uh, I had an incredibly quick fermentation, and I released the first beers on the thirty first of March. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been some crazy kvit yeast or something like that. I know. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking lo- I love that. That's um, um so yeah, so then I was up and running and uh now I've brewed twelve batches down there and I've got uh six permanent taps. So all the craft beer taps down there are my are my taps. Amazing. So I've got sixty six permanent that, see when you think that's such a, a fucking like awesome way to kick off and get started. Like yeah. having a brewery and a pub that what like oh you don't own the pub, so you can Fuck about no. in the kit, but then the brewery's in the pub. Like we know what we're shillings. Like you see the brewing there, and they've got what four or six taps of the stuff that comes to shillings. So having the beer just coming straight to the tank, right to the fucking customer. If you're a, if you're somebody who loves craft beer, you fucking love that. And like yeah. for you, that's just so that there's a market straight away, right off the bat. You don't need to do any marketing anything like that. You've got yeah. a, a consumer base straight away. Yeah. yeah I've got my my adverts rolling on the TV. I've I've got uh my graphic designer doing my artwork, so I've got like prints on the on the wall, like with my branding on them. I've got uh like a window decal or whatever it's called, yeah. like win- windows. So there's there's a window on the street with where you can look into the brewery. I've got like armadillos on on the window. Um, it's like the, it's like proper as a margin right away. There's no delivery. There's no, you know, yeah. you can. You know, I'm not saying guaranteed sales because the pub's still going to sell the beer for you, no. basically. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I, you know, when you've got I've got, sa- I've got safety. Basically, I've got I've got like a safety basket or a safety blank. Ah, what, exactly. what, what do you call it? Is safety it a safety net. basket? You call it? Safety net. That's one. <laughs> a safety basket. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah. To be fair, I quite like safety blanket. Safety blanket. I like a safety you. basket. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. We like uh, that. It's, it's, yeah, I've got a safety net because uh, without basically uh, the way the current climate is at the moment, if I didn't have the pub taking uh, seven, eight kegs a week, I would be a little bit fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, finding the first couple of pubs to take keg beer, you know, like, you know, you'd be able to, you know, get a couple of cans, or, you know, if you're doing stuff like that. and But then that bottling and canning is extra expense. And, you know, being able to get your beer, like you say, from a keg straight to a pub and guaranteeing yourself some income straight away is just like an absolute win. So now well done. Yeah, 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 for, for sure. Like I've, I've got pubs locally that, that, that do take the beer. But the thing with, the thing is, you like, you need such a big bank of pubs because nowadays there's so many breweries that they'll have your beer in one month and then... They won't have it again for four months. Ah, exactly. Right. It's so a that, tough. It's a tough. It's a tough gig. Like the, the market's so saturated with breweries and stuff. Like try to get a pump. Mm. Try to get somebody to take a pump off somebody else and put your beer on. Is is 
a difficult line of work, isn't it? The back shift is uh, has arrived. Uh, one of the back shift. I don't think the other back shift's turning up, but the baldy one's arrived. Hello, Mark. Good evening. Apologies. I was uh, working uh, proper back shift. There was a few issues in the old uh, brewery for uh, the indie festival at the weekend, so shit had to get sorted. So uh, my apologies. Apologies not needed, not needed, sir. We need to inquire of your beverage. Okay, well, I, I thought I would go um, with uh, an old faithful in uh, the Colonel uh, oh, to kick okay. off. And it's a bit of a weird one for me, but um, I don't know why it kind of took the fancy out of the old beer fridge tonight. It's um, a, a blended saison, so it's their 2018. <laughs> And 2021 uh, saisons um, that have been blended together. It's 5.2%. Um, so it's a mixed firm saison aged on 120 grams per litre of apricot stones. Um, and that was back in 2018. And then they've blended that with the uh, fresh uh, grisettes in. 2021, goodness, um, saison, and they've basically just bunged them both together, typical kernel, absolute genius style, and created a beer that's easy drinking and delicious, to be fair. Um, it's not overly apricot, funky. Apricot, stone, apricot stones are interesting. Like not, not the actual apricot, stones. Uh, yeah, yeah, mixed with uh, 120 grams of apricot stones. Yeah. That yeah. sounds... Interesting. Let's be honest. What happened to fruit? What happened to actual fruit? Yeah, <laughs> the guy was just hungry for apricots that day. That's what it was. But let's be honest. It's the kernel, so whatever they put on there, you just take it as like absolute gospel, don't you? And you think, like, yeah, yeah. it's a good question. Why? You know, I can only assume they actually put an ape, the apricot in a different beer, and then use. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but two, it, two two beers from the one fruit. There you go. See, ping bong. Basically. <laughs> It's not overly uh, funky, which works to my palate um, quite nicely. Um, it's got a slight sort of like white winey um, kind of aspect to it as well, and there's a little dryness um, that comes through. It's it's quite easy drinking, um, which is ideal for me considering I'm not a huge saison guy, to be fair. So I must admit, I, I, I'll have a saison now and again. Um, basically, if it's the only things in my fridge, um, and to be fair, kind of, it's got a nice change of pace. To be fair, from all the juice bombs and all that shite, you know what I mean? That you have every single day of the week, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Cal, you changed. I thought it looked like you changed again. I have. Yes, I was just. I'm actually just looking back at my photos to see whether I had the same beer that Mark had. It was a long time ago that I had a kernel, but it's not it's a different beer that I had. Um, yeah, so I've moved on, and I'm drinking um, Northern Monks Faith of Futures, um, nice. DDH IPA, 6.2%. Uh, and this is an absolute banger, it really is. Um, Azaka, Citra, and Sabro, which is just like a dream combination. It's all tropical and nice bitterness of coconut in there, and it's just proper juicy. It's lovely, absolutely delicious. See, the mad thing is, like... Like for it to be a supermarket beer, I know we we did we banged on a bit last week, but for it to be a supermarket beer is just phenomenal. Love it. Aye. 
it's a cracker. It's one that I usually, in fact, it's one that I have picked. It's actually in my fridge. Um, I picked up some other other supermarché ones. I had the North Brewing Company in Full Circles Future Skies Citrus IPA, six percent. Um, I've had this once before, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't think you can go wrong with this collaboration with North. North do some amazing beers. Full Circle do some fucking phenomenal beers, as you'd hear from the podcast last week on when Mark had a couple. And he had, I think he had one or two anyway. Um, and it's just such a really good collaboration of two brews who know how to make fucking good beer. And it's it's up there with one of the, the better uh, supermarket beers. It's lovely. It just, it just gives you what you want from a citrus IPA. No frills, gives you what you want, 6%, bing, bang, boom, your mom's in the room. <laughs> oh, what's... Oh, double off. Oh, oh, mate, that's right oh. up my street. Right up my street. How how do you double dank something? There's a question. Dank is Don's, fucking dank. Don's coming out swinging uh, here, like. Uh, it's um, it's definitely got like a sweaty soft feel to it. I was going to. I was. I was actually <laughs> going to say, is that is double dank not taking it too far? Because like I was going to say, you get you're going to get that kind of, like you said, that sweaty almost sweaty grass. <laughs> Aye. But, yes, like it's got. It tastes a bit like a sweaty sock, but it's got a mummy thing about it. Uh- <laughs> I like that. Like, you know, like see, see when you drink a good, a good hoppy dank beer, and it's got that, like you say, that umami sort of savoury aspect. I, 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 that's a definite winner for me. Big time, big time, definitely is, definitely is. Um, right, Don. You've you've spoken about the brewery. Um, let's speak a wee bit more about the beers that you've got available and the ones that you produce at the moment. Let some people know about your beers. Um, cause you are so much like you like said in your infancy, you haven't canned much beers lately. We don't have any to try, but don't get me wrong. With the first chance you've got cans available, we'll be on the fucking phone to to get some off you, my friends. Um, talk us through what you've got available at the moment, what is out there, and what can people enjoy. Um. So. At, at the moment, I've got uh, so F- Flurry is the is the latest beer that I've kegged. Yep. So that that's that's going to be my my first core beer. Yeah. So um, Flurry is like so I like weird and wonderful names. I've got I've got a I've got a massive long list of names on a no, <laughs> on a on a notes page in my phone, like. Uh, bonkers things from like zoom conversations or from molly <laughs> but, so um, well, I, I hope but, here just while you say that before you, you continue with that i hope to hear see a beer called safety blanket or safety bucket <laughs> or ba- safety basket safety basket the safety basket that's what it is <laughs> so, uh, yeah i'm definitely putting that down uh, <laughs> uh it is. <laughs> basket. Don't know what style it'd be, but sounds fucking good. Um. So the so flurry is named after uh, like this old geezer that used to uh, like trim our hedges and cut our lawn when I was a kid. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Love that. And like, so it's got a lot. Like the badge has got a lawnmower in the front of it. So the guy used just like. He drive like five miles to our house in his on his right hand lawnmower, and and just like hold up all the traffic, like just like this re- really chilled old geezer. 
Um, <laughs> but it, it's just a four four percent easy going uh, session. Lots of flake flaked oats, flaked barley. So um, nice body on it, uh, and it's six Ido seven. Um, is a hops. Uh, so Ido seven, I think, bring, bring like a petty flu. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I get from from Ido seven. It's kind of like you know those like little petty flu pots. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So that that's the that's the first quarter that I've brought out. Um, another one I'm brewing on Sunday. So I brew in, on crop. I brew on Sundays mm-hmm. because obviously I've got full time job. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a job. Um, so t- Tiny Tim is a three point six percent super session fail. Can I, just, can I just I, ask? Can I just yeah. ask Tiny Tim? Where'd you come up with the name of that? Uh, Tiny Tim was a is a kitten from upstairs. <laughs> that they keep stealing. It just keeps stealing our cat's food. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so that's uh, going to be citron cashmere. Oh, um, like cashmere. Yeah. Um. So and that's going to be fermented with a yeast called Lowrider, which uh, only ferments sixty percent. So it's only got six percent attenuation, so it leaves a lot of body in the beer. Yeah. Um. I've got a dipper out at the moment called Token Turquoise Targa. Uh, <laughs> Fucking <laughs> wrap your tongue around that. So, uh, token turquoise target is from a phenomenon in the in the car industry, uh, where uh, people in like so, I I, I know someone who uh, exports brand new Porsches to Indonesia. Naturally. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to tell me everybody's not got uh, Of course you do. Of course you it's do. One of, it's, one of, it's one of those stories in a pub. I know a man with a dog. I know, <laughs> um, I know a man that exports things to Indonesia. Yeah, but everybody's got that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so it, it's cheaper for Indonesians to buy Porsches with, with like all the added extras from the UK and pay the import duty than it is to buy them in Indonesia. Right, okay. Um, but Porsche, Porsche wanted people to like people in Indonesia buy them from Porsche in Indonesia. Yeah. They don't want them to buy them from the UK. So uh, the dealer, it's the dealers frown upon this practice of uh, buying buying a car and exporting it. So he has to buy the cars and register them in other people's names. <laughs> so, uh, so it's a token turquoise targa, right? Okay. Yeah. So they, basically. <laughs> Basically, I had, a, I had a turquoise Porsche Targa registered in my name, which I never got to drive. Uh, right. <laughs> um, but but going back to that beer, so that 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 beer is um, Citra Citra Mosaic and Motowika. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, uh, and it's using a spe- uh, new Spectrum hop, um, which is a li- liquid hop product, which uh, gives it like a really sticky feel. Like, okay. It kind of okay. it tastes sticky. Like that sounds that sounds odd. Like syrupy. Yeah, so, like kind of like not not proper syrupy, but you can like it's it's thick, but it's like got this kind of 
stickiness to it. It's kind of hard to describe, but uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. It sounds, it, it, it sounds genuinely interesting. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's for, not like it's not doesn't it doesn't taste like drinking fucking golden syrup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think interesting, interesting could be the right word. Like that's uh, oh, in, aye, intriguing. Like if they were wrong, you would want to try it. But oh, I fucking um. Well, well, so I've got a a Nordic IPA. I call mythical Norse goat. Uh, of course. Uh, These names are fucking brilliant, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that, w- that was some something in a Zoom podcast. I can't I can't actually remember where the mythical Norse goat came from. Well, I'm glad uh, you're. I'm glad you're saying it was in a Zoom meeting and not like some guy fucking sells mythical goats and it to Indonesian people. <laughs> but I uh, go go on um. Go uh, going on top and have a look at the badge. The fucking badge for Myth and North Code is a bit bit fucking weird. Or go on my website or whatever. Uh, uh, that we plug there. See you go. There we go. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, <laughs> boys. Yeah, um, yeah, it's mythical goat. Mythical North Goat. North Goat. Okay. <laughs> To be fair, um, it's actually quite cool as fuck. Yeah, cheers. Um, then what else have I got? Oh, I've got um a, a sour out at the moment called Donny Donny Dark Fruits. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, Forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really need, need to explain that one. So that, that's uh, blueberry, blackberry, and blackcurrant sour. Uh, it's a uh, mixed firm sour, so I've uh. So I boiled it up in kettle and then transferred it into fermenter, added lactic acid or lactic lactobacillus into the fermenter, mm-hmm. let give the lactobacillus a head start and then added fight yeast to ferment it out. Oh. Um so that's all done in the fermenter rather than kettle sorry, because I think it protects the uh like the delicate flavors that you get from the lactobacillus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love some of some like I love just going through on that occasionally and just seeing some of the like the daft comments. Someone on the on Donny Dark Fruits they just went quite sour. Four stars. All right, fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, pe- 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 your, thank you for your input. Pe- <laughs> uh, people are fucking muppets. Like, like I, I had one on there that was like, oh, uh, my girlfriend really really enjoyed it. Good thing she ordered it. One star. Right. It's just fucking right. daft. All right, why, why are you trying to miss the beers? We didn't order it and you don't like it. Why are you right here? Right. Um, but but all, all that, like, I think people don't understand how much Untapped actually affects No, they don't, they don't have a clue. No, they don't. All right. All right, so, like, if you're a fucking Asvex and, like, you've got, like, four, four, <laughs> four pounds... Asvex. Wow, uh, that, that mythical brewery. But I'm winding you up, brewery, sorry. Yeah. The mythical brewery that... Are you alpha in disguise? Are you alpha in disguise? Good job, MD. Right. Uh, I, you know, I'm always sitting on the fence, me. Oh, why? Right. We like a bit of controversy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is hilarious how, how many check-ins they have and 
how little you see their beer, but. Uh, <laughs> No, you're right. You're spot on. You're, you're spot on. We, we, in fact, Scott um, tried to get their beer on Bruiser. I don't know how many times in a month uh, or consecutive months, I should say, and couldn't get it because they didn't have beer. Um, so we've... we've um, but but they've, got, they've got 16 different types of cans on Avery. Yes. And then when we went to the Glasgow Craft Beer Festival, we were like, fuck, they're not a myth. They do have actual beer. Fuck me. Um, so that, that I think the Glasgow Craft Beer Festival was actually the first time we tried some of their beer, I believe. I could be wrong. Some of the some of the ratings on uh, the on seagull that... the seagull one. I, I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Um, apparently, it's decent and it's got quite good ratings. Yeah, whereas Don just knows somebody that registers Porsches for Indonesia. <laughs> these these might these might be one of these people that like we buy followers in Afghanistan. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. Let's 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 buy let's buy, you know, some Kurdistani <laughs> fucking bots that we can pay to promote our beer on untapped. Let's do that. To be, surely, to be, surely doable, man. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think untapped is very popular in Afghanistan. <laughs> no, it's Iraq. It's Iraq. That's where it's really got traction. Is Iraq? That's it. So the craft we see the craft beer scene in Iraq, man. Honestly, blow, it blow you away. Oh no! Come on! Oh, come on, you! Right, that's me um, done for the night. Uh, no. <laughs> Fucking taxi! I, I've got a, I've got another sour coming out next month. Um, passion food and pineapple. Uh, called Flavor Day. Flavor Day. Uh, that came from a Zoom chat where they were on about some guy called Flavor Flav. Oh, and, right. I, and I just went, who the fuck is Flavor Dave? You don't know who Flavor Flav is? I lie. I know. Fuck all of the music. That's the best thing I've heard all day. Well, there's a couple of things in this podcast that are really the best things I've heard. This week, to be fair, fuck me. Oh, sweating buckets already. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, that is good fun. No, they the gen the beers sound sound uh, really good. How are they going? How are they, obviously, like you said, you've got a a really good kind of route to market there. You you've mm-hmm. obviously got the taps that are available. How have the beers been going down so far over the last kind of couple of months? Uh, yeah, like, I yeah, I I'm getting decent feedback. Obviously, you get the you get a few numpies here and there on on untapped. Yeah. Um. But I think I'm getting decent decent ratings overall. Um. Like the one thing is, like because the that pub has been taken over by someone that's not really into craft beer. Yeah. It it's not like it's not no longer attracting as much of the craft beer people. Like he, okay. he pays he pays for untapped, but he doesn't put the screen on because he doesn't like. He doesn't like doing tap screen. <laughs> um, Sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like paying for Sky Sports and like Not putting watching. your TV putting your TV in the garage. <laughs> exactly. It literally uh, isn't it? It literally is the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but hey ho. Um and he's he's ta- he's taking down the word brew pub off the pub. 
Mm. Yeah, so it's called the Greenwich South Sea instead of the Greenwich Brew Pub, which is what I was called during Mackie Mackie times. So the so the the crowd has kind of changed. So ah, I can imagine. Like, so I'm I like he sells about he sells a keg of Dipper, like the token turquoise target. He sells a twenty four liter keg per week. Yeah, of that of that. That's not uh, bad. Twenty four kegs a week. No, no twenty four liter one, keg per week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, one twenty four liter keg per week, pretty much. Um, but it but he's only they've they've only got two check-ins for that in that pub. Again, makes sense. What does that say? Like, so, so what that tells me is the people that are drinking the dipper are people on the side where they go, Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but at the same time, but they say, at the same time, they're buying it, so fuck them. Yeah. They say, yeah. Like, yeah, on the other end, it's, it's selling dipper for me because at the moment, there, there isn't actually that many people buying dipper. Oh well, but, uh, fucking! I'll buy it. <laughs> but like, my, my fridge, my fridge is always full of fucking dippers. Okay, it's hard though. Like, no, not true. true, true. A, but it, that that's definitely something that has changed in the market in in the last two years, probably like since COVID. Anyway, um, like people are moving a lot. More. Like you see with the, like Cloudwater, uh, they've just released the core range with yes. all like. Three to five percent beers. Yep. Um. So there, there's a there's a move away from dippers. Like I've got a, I, I deal with a, a wholesaler in Litchfield called the Liquorman. Yes. And he said the only dipper that he sells is Verdant. That's the only dipper that it sells for him. I agree. I think um you can definitely see that people are going for more low lower ABV and if not no ABV as well. These things these things just go in peaks and troughs though. Ah, you know? Exactly. You know, because we, we we've been doing what it was four years last year actually, but we've been doing this four years and you see the the, the, the dip of popularity going up and up and up and then now it's coming it's starting to it's starting to wane ever so slightly. For whatever reason I don't know because it's still the best beer style <laughs> for me. It really is. Uh, so I think it's because the guys are doing it like they're doing these low beers, pails, uh, low nose. They're doing them so well now that they're getting like they're getting. They're probably not getting like dipper body in there. No, all they're getting dipper flavor into oh, a yeah. lot of these pale ales now that are. Well, disagree. If you I've, want. I've had. I've, I think. I think there's potentially two breweries I can see that are, are up there in terms of getting flavour out of low and no stuff. Yes. Oh, maybe not. Like, but I mean, like, but even four percent. Yeah, four percent, four and a half percent. They're a lot more flavourful now than they were four years ago. Yeah, no, yes. definitely, definitely. Like we had, like, we had a ten percent tipper on Saturday, Cal, and it didn't taste any more than a. Uh, Six seven percent, to be fair, though, I think that was probably well, you were even more backstroke than I was. <laughs> yeah, I can't really remember that beer, to be perfectly honest. Was... See, to be honest with you, I'm not going to touch it because it'll hang you, but it was a I saved it purposely thinking this is going to be awesome, and it was poor to average for him. I can remember, I can remember it wasn't as Nelson as I hoped it would be. Yeah. Um, so, who is that from? Overtone. Uh, Overtone. Oh, okay. Sorry, Gav. Overtone, like the Polys of Scotland, basically. Correct. 
Yeah, that's, a that's you know what? That's actually the best description I've ever heard of overtone. That's the best way to describe overtone. Like the the, the pot. Fuck. Why? I have only thought of that myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, dare I say it? But they're they're better than polys. Like ah, they're better than no, polys. No, but... that's true. Like so, you know what I mean? Like um, like polys are the overtone of England. There we go. <laughs> there Fuck. we go, son. Polly's aren't actually English, they're Welsh. Or Welsh. Or Welsh. <laughs> same country, yeah. is it, no? Get by Carlisle, it's all the fucking same with me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, and a big can of worms up there. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> um, collaboration-wise, Don, what have you done? I know you, you've done a collab with uh, Green Duck, I believe. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, are they, yeah um, Maple... A maple brown, maple chocolate brown ale with with, Ooh, that uh, with green duck. Um, yeah, that that was lovely actually. Like it, it, like if I was looking at sales figures, probably not the best idea. No, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, not something that's going to sell massively. But um, he didn't want to go in during Christmas and dry hop it, and we brewed it on like the nineteenth of December. Uh, I mean, I uh, think like we we've we had a I think was it the Trinity and Green Duck collab, the Black IPA, Black IPA, which was fucking phenomenal. Banging. That was such a banging beer. So like the, the the small sample we've had of Green Duck, and it's it's purely been uh, via collaboration. Like they seem like such a good brewing. Like they they can produce like some yeah, banging really, beers. Alex is a phenomenal brewer. Like he. he like they're very, they get very underrated because they're predominantly a cast brewing. Um, but he was going to like, when was it, two thousand, maybe two thousand sixteen? I think he was going to leave Green Duck yep. and set up his set up his own brewery called Last Shot. Right. Um, he almost did. So he had a, he had a launch and brewed out burning it. And he had glass jaw beers on. And then Green Duck offered for him to be part of the ownership of Green Duck. Oh, so, okay. So, because he was their head brewer. So they were like, we don't want you to make we'll give you some Green Duck. You can, you can buy into Green that's, Duck. I mean, that's one way I try to keep you keep your guys. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want them, them to move to Brewdog or whatever it be, just put them in the fucking ownership group. And but that that's like kind of. I suppose if you're if you're that person that's a, a, a bit of kind of self-confidence or a, a bit of belief in the ownership saying like we want you to stay so much that when they put you in the kind of ownership group, that's looking after your talent, mate. Simple exactly, as exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's in any any line of business, to be fair. Um yeah. if like, you've got good people. And like yeah, like his Casper is like always been solid from Green Duck. Yeah. But his his craft beer is going to the radar because like I I know I don't know if you know with on with on tap is that people for some reason rate Casper as lower. Oh, I know that's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it, it it drags down the whole score of the brewery. So like And I, I think for, for me as a consumer or a relatively new consumer to kind of cask stuff, um the reason why before I didn't like cask beer was because it's it was room temperature beer essentially. 
Um, and I was used to drink. I wanted my beer always to be fucking icy, icy cold. Um, but the, over the last at least two years, two two three years more so, I've very much so. And if I'm in a, if I'm in, uh, if I'm, like whether it be fucking um, doing what you call Queen's Fair, whatever, whatever it may be, at the is it four minutes, seven minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. Um, Four like, Marys. Four Marys. Well, Thank you. Fun. Thank you very much. I was searching for that. I'm here. Couldn't find it. Um, I was in there a month ago, roughly, and the cast selection there was fucking unreal. And um, I literally just had a half of every single one. And it was one of the best sessions I've had in a long time. Just um, me and my dad just going through them, just literally going through every single one. And just you're going to, um, we're going to Indy Brew festival and at Murrayfield on Saturday um, and there's a massive cask selection going to be available there and I cannot wait <laughs> it's going to be tremendous I think, it, 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 I think for, for me like obviously Cal that your dad drank a lot of cask before and my, and my, my dad never well, never really it was always ten. it was just tenants and so I grew, I've kind of grown up drinking icy cold beers and stuff and whatnot. blah 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 never really ventured left or right and kind of wish I did a wee bit earlier to be fair um because genuinely cask is just such a good way of drinking a fucking beer it just honest, honest, like, we, we, we don't have like there, there, there is no like there is no cask in Ireland so I never grew up with cask yeah like so like cask doesn't exist in Ireland except in some very select craft beer bars where it's it costs more than Keg beers in the keg. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so because it's so rare in Ireland, it's sold at a premium. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can get it cheap. Like there's Wetherspoons in Ireland now for some reason. Um, <laughs> but but you, you can get cheap. They're like, that's like the, they're like the fucking plague, mate. They just turn up everywhere. No, no. <laughs> but but they like, they opened in Ireland a few a few years ago, and that, and they opened with a load of English cask beers, and everyone was really confused. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine going yeah. a beer uh, at room temperature? Are you have enough fucking no, no, just no. Can you just imagine the disgust about walking into fucking walking into a pub in Ireland and getting pulled a pint of Doom Bar or something like that? No, for some reason, like they're still serving cask, but like. But the, I think they've reduced their selection. They, they only serve like two casks or something uh, in Wetherspoons in Ireland. But they're still standing by serving casks in Ireland for some reason. Um, but like normally, craft beer, it's only in craft beer bars at more expensive than, than, uh, the, than the keg stuff. Um, I didn't really actually get into cask until I moved to Shrewsbury like, mm-hmm. in 2019. And yeah. cask, is, cask is everywhere in Shrewsbury. I was going to say, it's fucking everywhere then, I. Yeah. And uh, I had a Timmy, it's like my mate was like, you'll have a Timmy Taylor. Like, yeah. Okay. I had one of them, I was like, this is fucking gorgeous. Like, if Timmy Taylor is on, like, in good in good condition. Delicious. Absolutely is. delicious. Yeah. Definitely. I think that the other thing that adds to cask is obviously, like, looking after the lines and stuff. You can, um, I had some actually Timothy Taylor's at the, they were at the London Craft Beer Festival and had some of the, the stuff there and it was tasting phenomenal. Um, super fresh, super fresh. Here, 
save cask, save cask on the all the way, save fucking cask. Um, uh, once once I like I kind of evolve out of the pub and have a full scale production brewery with it with a tap room and everything. I um I will do cask, but I will only sell cask in like to the pubs in the town where the brewery is. Makes sense. I um I don't I don't really want cask traveling traveling very far. No, it makes, it makes sense. That my like my thinking behind that is, uh, if there's cask beer on in a lot of non-craft bars, and tourists come in and they see it, they're like, "Oh, where's that brewery? Oh, it's just up the road," and then they go visit the tap Yeah. So, so it's kind of like advertising. No, as the one see, so I, people kind of south of the border who live kind of near my neck of the woods near Brighton and um, will know Harvey's Brewery um, mm. who are based in Lewis um, they actually deliver all their cask beers um, by hand like old school um, they'll either do it by hand or they'll, they'll pop it in a cart with the, the horse drawn trailer and stuff um, and they'll deliver them by hand it's, it's quite good, it's quite cool to see like if you're sitting at the weekend and one of the local bars around Lewis and you've got this horse-drawn carriage going by while the beer in the back it's proper old school it's cool as fuck like to see all these cask beers going by and just like fucking steal them give me one just fuck off um, and steal them and um, the reason why I was asking about collabs if I get back on track a little bit before I go on a massive tangent like I normally do um, is so we mentioned about collaborations is there uh, any breweries out there that you would love to collab with or the kind of d- dream collaborations that you would you want to see in the kind of future for yourself with um, Crop uh, so I'd love to collab with Whiplash oh. uh, yeah Whiplash in Ireland oh. uh, uh, The Vale <laughs> mm. well, I fucking love to do a fruit sour with The Vale um who else would I would I like to call that was um um let me think. Uh have you heard of a bird called Blunt Rock? No, I haven't actually. Oh. Um he's in a I'm he's got a brewery he's got a in a shipping container down in Cornwall. Uh he's a he's a he's a phenomenal brewer. I'd 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 like to do a collab with him. Uh, I am writing that down because that sounds like a gentleman I want to talk to. Yeah, so he's he's got a brewery and tap room in shipping containers, and it like literally across. The, so it's called Blunt Rock because it's across, across the road from Sharps, and it's in Rock. Okay, the, the, Callum's thing. I was I was down in Cornwall a few weeks ago on holiday, and I was I was hunting out craft beer and stuff. But I was I was quite far away. I was I was miles away from Rock. I never I never went near Rock, so that's unfortunate. Um, Pipeline is another one I, th- I think is is making waves. Yeah. Um, G- uh, duration. I think uh, like. Yep. Uh, they've got cool ship. Like I did duration in Saint Mary's in the desert. It'd be mm-hmm. quite fun to play around with with with, with them. Um, but uh, collabs. Have, I've got a collab coming up with Hops and Dots up in Middlesbrough. Oh yeah, 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 nice. Yeah. Yep. So um, going going doing uh, so it's something I've wanted to do for quite a few years. I used to be married to a Californian, uh, and um, I spent quite a bit of time out in California. Um, yep. obviously, uh, so, so <laughs> when, 
went into brewery in Anah- Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some, oh, something beer works. I can't think of the freaking what, what the full name of it, but they had they had a beer on that was a pumpkin spice latte white stout. Oh, take my money! And it, it was fucking delicious, and I want I wanted to replicate it ever since, and that's why I'm going to replicate with hops and dots. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> It seems white like stout, white stouts that that style, you know. We'll, it, we've had it a couple of times um, in the past, but it, it's it's not oft repeated a white stout, but it's tremendous. That that sounds like um, a slow burner for me. I, I'm working my way up to stouts, to loving stouts, so I'll maybe but, stay but away a, from white, a, a white stout isn't the stout though. Right, talk to me then. So, what are you thinking uh, then? What are you thinking? A, a white stout is a is a pale ale. With coffee, coffee in it. yeah. All right, so kind of the opposite to a black IP, then. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so oh. coffee, pumpkin oh. spice, uh, lactose. What the fuck am I talking about? I've had a fucking white stout. I picked up one by accident one week. <laughs> you've had, uh, um, you've had. Did you not try? Um, Stuart, white Russian, white Russian, white Russian. Aye, there was the white Russian, and I picked up another thing by complete accident because the cape, the the label was white, and I, I seen all these uh, Scottish breweries on it. Um, it was it, remember when I had that um, big stupid stout that was like a hundred, like twelve percent, and it fucking blew the tits off me. I had the opposite to that, and it was that was a white, that was a white one. Christ, I know what you're talking about now. I I, I know what you're talking about. I'm with you. Uh, I, I want to call it gun jogging. <laughs> That's good. That's good. The names are awesome. Love them. Love them. Um, like plan the plan for the next kind of six, twelve months. Um, for yourself, Don and Crop Beer. Um, what what have we got planned coming forward? What can we look forward to? I know you've kind of mentioned some of the things already, yeah. but anything else we should look out for? Uh, so I do want to do like quite a big focus on mixed firm stores. Like that's that's my that's why the style I like brewing most right, mixed okay. firm stores. But obviously, I'm at the moment I'm kind of constrained by having to supply six taps in a bar. Yep, that isn't craft beer oriented. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like a few weeks ago, the guy kicked off because I had two stores on out of the six taps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, I have to like I have to be I have to ration the sours that I do at the moment. Makes sense. But, um, the the next the next purchase is going to be some kind of small scale canning operation, like a like a little jewel filler and a crawler machine, so I can get some cans out locally, like a little a, a little bit. Yeah. But like not too much that they're going to stick around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like because I'm going to be canning on a small scale, and I won't be able to test for various things. Um, I don't want them going too far afield. I want to kind yeah. of keep them quite close. Um, because you know, like a bad batch of cans can can ruin a brewery. No. Uh, um, and in uh, towards the end of next year, I'll, I'll definitely be looking at um getting a site with like and putting it putting a full scale production brewery with, ta- with tap room and 
making it a business that will pay my wage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rather than something that consumes my Sundays and most of my evenings at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the plan, the plan is, like, I'm not tied to anywhere particularly. Like, I, like, I'm, like I'm only in Southampton, really, because, uh, well, I, I moved to Southampton originally, obviously, because, because of Tappet. Right. Um, but... I'm not massively tied to Southampton. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit tight because my girlfriend's from Southampton. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I, I think like the Midlands is kind of like a, a belt where I can't really move above. Uh, <laughs> Mate, I feel you, man. I feel you like crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately tied to the, 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 dark depths of the south of England aka the north of France um, and can't go any further than fucking London at the moment so yeah okay. I hear you <laughs> um, but I, w- I would like like I would love to go back up to the Midlands and open a brewery up in the Midlands either Birmingham or, or, or Shrewsbury yeah. um, like, I moved to England 15 years ago and uh, I spent two years in the south and the rest of the time I've I've been in Midlands. Yeah. Um well, except for three years I've been in Germany. But um <laughs> just, just throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I got into brewing in Frankfurt in Germany. Perfect place. What fucking yeah. c- could you think of a better place? Nope. Belgium maybe. <laughs> um Where's surely you've just got to come. You've been south. You've had the middle, so surely you've got to come up to the bonny Scotland and nah, set up proper up. north. The, 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 the we are the north. Like none of that's north. <laughs> like, like, Scotland's lovely and all, but it, it's it's a long way from Cork and it's a long way from Southampton. I can get a flight over to Cork <laughs> and a flight to Southampton. It's probably the same. That's the, that is the best. It's a long way from Cork and it's a long way to Southampton. <laughs> But like, I like I'm having I'm having a I've got a kid in the way in, in December and like it would be nice if we got to see his grandparents now and then. Like Scotland might be a bit, a bit of a bit of a step. Uh, but um, I am thinking along the lines of Salisbury. I think is like would be quite a good place to open a brewery. Like. Um, there seems to be a, there seems to be a, a, a decent scene around that area. To be fair, um, like Salisbury's got Dark Revolution, where I brewed the uh, second beer that I did. Yeah. Um, and that tap room seems really busy. Mm-hmm. They've got a they've got a craft beer bar that's just opened. It's quite an affluent town. It's quite similar to to Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Just not in the Midlands. Uh, <laughs> um, like yes, like Southampton. Yes, that. Uh, it's, it is what it is. What it is. It's, it's probably yeah. very similar to the, kind of what I've got down here. There's there's not much. There's not many breweries. Um, there's there, nah, that's a lie. There's actually quite a few. Um, but the scene is 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 slowly growing. Um, obviously, yeah. the, closer, the closer you get to London, the more that that scene is is established. Um, the scene with, is better in Portsmouth than it is in Southampton. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that makes sense. Um, if anyone's listening to this and wants to grab hold of your beers, where would be the best place to go or just to hear more about crop 
well, apart from listening to this podcast, obviously, to find out more information about uh, crop brewing? Um, so first place to try the beers, obviously, is in the Greenwich, where it's brewed. Um, then outside of that, uh, there are quite a, quite a few places around Southampton area, uh, the Gate, Parkgate, Olafstone, uh, Butcher's Hook, Overdraft. Uh, they usually get in get in the beers. Uh, you've got Four Ale and uh, West Street Ale House in Fairham and Gulfport. Um, and and in like a few random places that buy off Ebria, but like they they could be anywhere. Like they can like some someone might order a cake tomorrow from Glasgow. Right. <laughs> well, you never hear. I tell you what, you laugh. You you genuinely laugh. Um, we we know some bottle shops who listen to the podcast who will take your advice and uh, but sometimes they will buy. Um, um, okay, yeah. So, so for bars, it's uh, all, all, all my beers are made by Abria. And as soon as I said that, I said, "Fuck yes, <laughs> yeah, Abria." Uh, <laughs> Um, um, but yes, uh, I've, uh, you can find out more about, uh, about the website or about the brewery on the website cropbeer.co.uk. Um, you can follow at cropbeerco on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow on Twitter, but I never post on Twitter, so it's pointless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got like nine followers on Twitter. You're, uh, you're, a, you're a man of. Uh, after my own heart in that respect, but I know Twitter's a good platform, and Mark, thank God, looks after it for us. Uh, yeah. useless, well, you look, you look after it more than I fucking do. Well, yeah. I, I like a few things and retweet now and again, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> I suppose that is looking after Twitter. So you look after uh, what I, I do. I, I need to get a bit better on Twitter. I'm, I'm fucking shit on Twitter. I am absolutely um, gobshite at it. Absolutely gobshite at it, if I'm honest. Um, uh, but yes, I'm, go go on the website, got, drop beer. Sorry, yeah. I've got uh, Ash. The underscore brew underscore Don is my own personal Instagram. I will um everything <laughs> will be linked in the description uh, of the podcast. Um all those Instagram and Facebook pages and the Twitter, whether you use it or not. Um <laughs> but definitely go to uh, I might crop get some beer. more followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cropbeer.co.uk. Go and give that a, a, a look while you're at it. Like and follow all the social media pages. While you're there as well, you can search for the Beer Fridge Podcast. Uh, like, follow, and share as always. Um, and wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. Why would you want? Why would you not want to hear more of this fantastic podcast that's been going for four years? Who knew? Who knew? Who the? F- Fuck you. Not well, the listeners should have shouted it last week. Not us, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, yes, like, follow, and share. You can show your support for the podcast by giving us a five star rating or head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Gain access to exclusive content and some homebrew from the guys as well. Patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Done. Awesome to talk to you. Um, the beers sound amazing. I can't wait to get down uh, and taste some of your beers in person and hopefully get some cans as well. Like I said, when you've got some cans available, give us a shout. We'll pop yeah, it on the social media pages and make sure everyone else can try them as well. The beers sound delicious and looking forward to getting my hands on them. Um, like I said, Don, thank you very much. Cal, MD, good to see you boys. Yes, indeed. And until next time on the Beer Fish Podcast, real beer, 
real breweries, real opinions. Come on the jails. Goodbye. Yeah, good luck. Beer Fridge Podcast.